This is Thinking Religion episode 124. Can't believe it. Uh, this was recorded on Thursday, October the 5th, 2017. Enjoy. There you go. That's better. There we go. Okay. Now, now we're now we're playing with power. Now we're cooking with gas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the light was on on the mic, but it wasn't. Um, I guess I just unplugged it and plugged it back in, which is what you do. I know. I mean, you would think it's 2017. All this stuff should just work when you. It should just work. <laughs> like my phone. <laughs> I was so upset. It, it was yeah. like a, it was like a solid like basically two hours of of uh, Monday morning. Oh, that's super disappointing. I, you know, I mean, it happened to me a while back where it got stuck in a hard reset loop. This was, I don't know, eight months ago, something like that. And it was, it was a half day or a full day that it took me to get it out of that, restore it, and get it back to working order. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you know, you did the restore, but still, like... It doesn't save everything. You know, it's based on the last iCloud. If you use iCloud. Right. When I do now, for that reason, I upped my iCloud storage. I mean, you get 50 gigs for 99 cents a month, which is nothing. Nothing. So so that, you know, it updates every night. So that at the very worst, I my update, my last, you know, restore is 24 hours old. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened to me. So, you know, yeah, we, we pay for... I think it's like 200 gigs on mine or whatever, but, um, you know, it's like, ah, that, that, that's never happened on Android. And, and if it did, it would, you know, it would take like, you know, 20 seconds to fix, but it was, I was so frustrated and I was like, screw you, Apple. I'm, I'm done. I'm like, I'm, I'm going back to Android. Like, if that's how you're going to treat me after all these years, <laughs> I'm a first class citizen. Yeah. I am Spartacus. You cannot do this to me. Well, and of course the, um, the Google event this week helped that too. You know, I'm really excited. So I, I put the the, the panda phone, the, the white and black pixel with the yeah. orange button, which looks fantastic. I, I was in my shower this morning and and I looked at the uh, the Paul Mitchell M hair product I use. Yeah. Same colors, black, white, and orange. And I was like, oh, that's where maybe maybe some designer. <laughs> that's probably what it is. <laughs> Johnny it, Ives and Johnny <laughs> Ive, right? He's in the he's in the shower, staring longingly at the hair products he no longer has to use. <laughs> right, right. It's just a, it's an homage to back in the day when he used to have hair. Yeah, you know, it, it's a throwback. So I, I'm, I'm in the shower and I'm like, uh, maybe that's what inspired that. Because I, you know, at first when I saw the rendering, uh, I thought there's no way that they're gonna roll out a phone that's has a white bottom, a, a black glass back. And then an orange button like that just that that that's crazy. But, you know, yeah. So, I mean, it's I'm I don't have a problem with it, but I, I do think that it's going to because of that, it's going to look dated more quickly. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, it, right. it, 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 Rick, Rick Osterloh, the head of you know, Google's uh, phone stuff, said, look, you know, we're, we're rapidly getting to the point where every phone is a, a glass slab. You know, and then that's that's true. So you differentiate based on software. Right. Um, so the Pixel Two, I think, is really fascinating from that point of view, and I'm really excited. So I put it in, I put it in my uh, shopping cart along with their their AirPod version. I forgot what they're called, Ear uh, Pixel Buds or something. <laughs> Stupid name. Like, come up with a good name. Because um, they look really cool, and they've got like the connector, and it's kind of cloth, and it, it plays into what they're doing with cloth. 
anyway, um, so yeah, I, I put in my, my shopping cart and I was playing with my Pixel 1 here uh, yesterday and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to let it settle down a bit. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the thing where I order the day of, which I've always done, especially with Nexus devices. And I mean, you know me. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was a teacher, I used to skip, <laughs> to skip <laughs> the uh, the days when the new iPhone would would come out, like to be delivered, and my headmaster would be like, "So, did you get the the four or the four S, or you know, the, <laughs> right?" Um. So I, I'm trying to be a, a, like a responsible adult and not and not do that. Because, I mean, the Pixel 1 is a fantastic device, and I still love it. So I was like, okay, I, I can I can wait. I can I can hold back. So I'm, I'm trying to be a, a good, you know, conscious adult person. Uh, money's in the account. I'm ready to, to pull the trigger. But, you know, I've got kids. I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a 401k. I've I'm, had a great week on, on, on the business front. I'm trying to grow up a little bit. So it, it's hard. But I will say... I'm much more excited about the Pixel 2 than, or Pixel, than I am about anything that Apple's doing. And I, I know that makes me an outlier. Um, but it, if it, it just feels like the iPhone is becoming the phone that, that your parents use because they don't know how to use anything else. Is that fair? Like, I don't know. It, it might be. It know? might be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, it feels... Like I play, I, I went to Best Buy. I, I played with an iPhone 8 this week, and I thought, well, you know, we, we've got an up, upgrade available. I've, I've got, I, I use Google Fi for um, our business account, and then we have a, a Verizon account for our family account, and it's unlimited, and we pay way too much money, and we've got way too many lines on it, and I, you know, I pay for the whole family, and, and that's right. fine. We've got a couple of upgrades, and I thought, well, you know, maybe the iPhone 8 really is good. Um, and I went and played with it, and I was like, it, 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 it's a good upgrade, but it's, it, you know, it, oh, it's, it's not there. Well, here's the thing. The, the 8, to me, feels like an incremental upgrade. And and the 10, obviously, is is different. Now, it's because the body's different. I know there's problems with the notch, et cetera. But, um, <laughs> but the 8, to me, really feels like an incremental upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and, and it, it really is a 7s, right? I mean, it is, it is, and a 7ss it, or whatever. Yeah. Right, and they called it that. And I, you know, I've listened to the Accidental Tech Podcast or ATP.fm show, and I've listened to the the Daring Fireball show or the, the talk show. I'm sorry, with with Gruber about how it really is kind of a a new device, and it deserves not you know not just being a 7s, and it should be an eight, but holding it i'm like yeah it's got a glass back it's you know you can you can do wireless charging it, it's got a, a a fantastic camera you can do portrait mode it, it's an incremental yeah. upgrade it should be a 7s so that's I'm, what that's what it feels like to me and yeah. and so i mean the 10 it, obviously you and i've been going back and forth a lot on the 10 um with the with the notch with the problems with the notch and for our listeners that don't you know maybe aren't familiar with what we're talking about right now the iPhone 10 is supposed to be all screen, but it has a notch at the top of the screen that has the cameras embedded in it, which means that it has screen to the left of that and to the right of that, which obviously if you turn on your phone screen now and the top is solid, you can imagine how that complicates things, right? So now when you've got your phone unlocked on an iPhone to the left, you've got your network and wireless information in the center, you've got your uh, time and in the top right, 
you've got your uh, like location, Bluetooth, battery icons, things like that. Well, but, but and also like the pull downs. So the pull down on the right side is going to be different than the like the right ear is going to be different right. than the left ear, which is kind of batshit crazy. I think like I'm not sure. <laughs> right, that's going to be interesting. And then yeah. obviously we've seen we've seen how when you put it in. Um, what landscape orientation when you turn your phone sideways web pages are, are rendering with a white bar on the side yeah because if you think about it if you turn it sideways then you have some section of your web page that could be potentially cut off because of the not show it is or your movie if you're watching and, netflix or, right you know they, they showed it a wonder woman problematic yeah <laughs> yeah um and i got into a, a, a twitter argument with renee ritchie who I, I love i mean i've been a big fan of his for years he's the editor of um uh, uh, iMore, which is a one of the big Mac blogging yeah. sites, and we were going back and forth on Twitter about uh, the notch, and and his whole thing was like it, it's it, Apple intended this, and and the notch on the ten is there on purpose because it's it's meant to differentiate Apple from the competition, and my response was well Sean Spicer clearly is working at Apple now because it's <laughs> which is terrible and, and you know yeah. whatever, but it, it, it like really like the. I don't. I don't think the notch is going to be there next year because Apple's going to figure out how to put those sensors underneath the, the screen, or they already have, and they had to ship what they have because they you know. haven't. Right, exactly. And that's what you and I were talking about. And that's yeah, the. Yeah. That's what you have to figure out to still get what people expect out of their phones. You've got to figure out how to have your your cameras and your um right their face ID sensors and all of those things embedded into the screen that doesn't actually affect screen. Right, real estate, what you can see physically, um, and my, I think you're right. My guess would be Apple's figured that out for the next iteration of it. Yeah. But they just weren't able to. Um, it wasn't polished enough to to roll out this year. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm planning on buying the 10, um, because I have you know the six plus. So it's obviously it's a more than a few years old now, and the eight does really feel to me like an incremental upgrade. You're not going to get um, the 10 until at least April. I mean, at the earliest April. Well, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. There have been more delays and more delays. So that is frustrating. Um, Speaking of delays, dig a dig a dig. Did you see that uh, uh, Mueller met with uh, Christopher Steele? Breaking news? No, I didn't see that. I saw yesterday that Shit somebody <laughs> said they they pretty much um, kind of uh, come to the end of the road with the Steele dossier. I didn't yeah. know that that Mueller had met with Steele. Mueller's team met with uh, Christopher Steele this past summer. He's the author of the notorious Trump Russia dossier. Dude, I, I'm I'm seriously just going to see that. Uh, I mean, the whole week I was going to say I'm I'm, I'm going to take the day off when the dossier comes out, like you know, in earnest yeah. and, and it's and it's proven. But I, I might just have to like take a vacation week and <laughs> just, just you know watch uh, watch patriotic movies for the whole week. Anyway, for those of you that are interested, you yeah. can, though it's not technically been released publicly, you can find the Steele dossier on the internet. Yes, um, just, don't just don't email us and ask us for it because we're not going <laughs> to send it to you. But you can find it on the internet if you're interested about some of these claims that are made in the Steele dossier. Actually, we will send it to you if you go to uh, Patreon.com/slash/FakingReligion <laughs> exactly. and you give us five dollars. We will email you the PDF of the Steele dossier. How's that? I mean, that's that's value for value. That is. You give us yeah. five bucks, 
you don't have to go searching for this till dossier. I've got the and PDF. You don't get put on an NSA watch list. Exactly, and I got it on a VPN, so it's it's cool. So nobody gets hurt, and uh, I'll send it to you uh, via an Equifax email address. So it's all good. Anyway, um, yeah. So wow, wow, that that's big. All right, yeah. I I don't know. I, I'm excited about the Pixel. I'm I'm I I really got frustrated with my iPhone this week when I I tried to install iOS. 11.01 or whatever it was and yeah. it bricked i was that that was it and i was like fine screw you like if you want to play that game i'm i'm out and i uh, moved everything over now I'm, I'm a green bubble again and all my friends like you are are, are moaning and complaining and, and i'm not in any any fun reindeer games anymore like i'm having to uh <laughs> to reestablish uh you know message threads and that kind of thing but but it's worth it it really isn't, and to me, Android really is a, a just a, a superior experience. Like, in, I had to go to Charleston yesterday, and I'm driving down, and I get there, and I get to the place where I'm going, and my Android phone's like, "Hey, you've arrived. Here's this. Here, here. You know, is this the right place? Do you want to take a picture of it? You don't have to. That's cool. Uh, here's some reviews of the place where you're going. Uh, do you want to do you want to just set a, a beacon here to say like this is where you parked, or or do you need to move your parking in a couple of minutes? Like, you get all these options all of a sudden. And that, that's fantastic. And it, it just feels like Android slash Google is, is really kind of... Not not thinking ahead of what Apple's doing, but... It, it, to me, it just... Anytime I get back to iOS, I just feel like it's it's so 2015 or 2014 or 2013, you know? Yeah. And, and, and not that that's a bad thing. I mean iOS is fantastic, you know? And, and Well, I really think, I mean, so part of what I'm uh, interested in and kind of excited about with the iPhone 10 is iOS 11, to me, the most recent operating system, seems to me built, designed for a phone without a home button. And the iPhone 10 is going to be the first phone, uh, the first Apple phone that doesn't have a home button. And so I, so it's obviously iOS 11 is kind of clunky on my six plus it, to me, it, I would imagine it feels somewhat clunky on the iPhone eight because you, there are all these things that iOS 11 is designed to do without a home button, but that you still have right. And on these, on these other models. So I, I do think that I'm hoping that that will change the experience some, um, because I think they designed an operating system for the 10 and they're just, you know, kind of obviously putting it on these older devices, even though the aid's a brand new device, it feels like an older device. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I mean, it, you know, and it, it is good to see things like wireless charging, even though, uh, you know, we, we, we joke about, and we have joked about things like wireless charging, but when we had it on Android, it wasn't that great because there's a lot right. of heat dissipation and, Sounds efficient. Um, I'll be interested to see if Apple can fix that. Um, kind of, I mean, like with the AirPods, the AirPods are, are fantastic device uh, devices, I guess. And you know, AirPods really are, I think, the future in terms of you know how we're going to not just listen to music but interface with with computing. Right. Um, so so to to see what Apple did with those. You know, like that's really promising. So hopefully they'll they'll be able to do the same things uh, with, with things like wireless charging or or just in terms of making those incremental um, steps. Well, that's I don't remember if we said this on the show last week or if we said this if we 
we're kind of making this point on Twitter recently, but but that's the thing that Apple has has done well for a long time is they they are not necessarily always the uh, first innovator, uh, but they do come in a market and change the market, and they also um, popularize the market, right? So yeah, wireless charging. Uh, has been out for a long time. And I think one of the best moves Apple is making with wireless charging is incorporating the um, kind of Qi wireless charging system, uh, which has already been incorporated into a bunch of other um, devices and is something that it's not proprietary to Apple, which is part of the problem, I think, in, in a lot of this. And Apple also has connector problems, and and I think wireless charging will fix this, um, hopefully. Uh, I mean, Apple is obviously trying to get rid of all the ports, and they still can't seem to, you know, let themselves get rid of the, um, you know, the Lightning connector. But it's like yeah. you have Lightning connector, you also have USB C, and then you, you know, all these. So they have they have port problems. Um, <laughs> but I but I do I think that, that that that's something that they they do well, right? Is they'll come in and they they f- they will fix some issues with certain things like wireless charging, and they will popularize it. Uh, in a way that yes, Android can say we've had this, you know, for years, and sure, but eh, maybe it's a little bit buggy, and it wasn't that great, and also not that many people were using it. And you know, so back to your earlier point about an iPhone feels like the phone that your parents are using. That's you know true, but that's also how you really popularize the technology. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. I mean, it's so. why Windows beat Apple, you right. know, with, with the Mac. Um, and by the way, I, I blew away uh, Windows, and I'm now using Linux after my little. That's good. I'm glad. I'm just glad you're at least not still on Windows. <laughs> I've got Windows on my big desktop, but on my um, my laptop, I um... man, I have to use it at work, and it's just oh, Windows it's, it's a is, head desk. Every Windows day. 10 is great. No, it's not. What do you? What, what's is, your problem with Windows 10? It does. I don't know. It's just it doesn't. Um, it doesn't tickle your fancy. Yeah. Well, you talk about feeling old. I mean. You still yeah. have the same, you know, Windows File Explorer system that you've had since not Windows ninety five, which is fantastic. That's, I mean, that's that's what it should be. Yeah, you can't like. I mean, you know, one of the things that you can do in the new Mac OS is um, every window that you can open on your computer, basically, you can put tabs in like you do in your browser. Uh-huh. Which you may think, oh, that's not that handy. It's not but that handy. It is super handy for me for for managing files in the Finder. Right, what would be the equivalent of the Windows Explorer? Um, doing that with tabs is is so much better. And then when you have multiple documents open in you know uh, like Word or you know multiple keynote presentations, you don't have eighteen boxes open on your screen. You have like two, and you, you have you can, tabs. You can do that on Windows. There there are plugins that work. Right, there are plugins. That's the problem <laughs> is you have to have it a plugin for everything. Right, right? but, and, but and, it's, and it's not baked uh... in, so it doesn't work. It's not as you know. Seamless. So anyway, I, I I like my walled garden. I will stay here uh, at least for a little while longer. How, how's your touch bar? Are you touching it a lot? I do touch my touch bar. And for me, okay, so for me, Krista and I, right? Krista and I, Krista Dalton, good friend, friend of the show. We're talking about this on Twitter this <laughs> I'm, week. I'm going to beat myself now. <laughs> she's got the new, she's got the new Mac, uh, the new MacBook Pro, like I have. Um, and she and she's not very happy with it. She's had some issues with hers that the stink that I've not had with mine, thankfully. But for me, the touch bar, what to me made the touch bar worth it is do I use it more than function keys? And the answer is absolutely because I've never touched a function key. Really? I haven't touched a function key on a Mac in pretty much since I've been on a Mac. What? Um, yeah. 
And so, um, so the touch bar became much more functional for me because I never used that, that space anyway. So, I mean, I do all kinds of things and obviously you can do basic things like brightness and volume pretty easily, but, uh, certain yeah, but applications like, like, like have, when you're, when you're have quick access to, uh, you know, certain quick commands. It's a lot easier to scrub on a video that way, right? Kind of moving back and forth uh, if you're editing or if you're, you know, watching a YouTube video, you want to fast forward it or something like that. Yeah, but so so when you're typing, which is the majority of what we do on, on right. MacBooks, when, I, when I've used those, it's so annoying because I get these frequent pop-ups and I'm a touch typist. And I know that's maybe not the majority of people these days, but I don't want something like down there, like trying to alert me, you know, hey, you can do this, you can do that, you know, and, and it doesn't keep up because I can type 85, 90 words a minute. I'm an outlier, but like, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't understand the, uh, the touch bar. And I don't think it's, I, I think it's going to be like the notch. I don't think it's going to be around for very long. Well, my, here's my thought on the touch bar. I think the touch bar is they're dipping their toe in the water to, I mean, right, they're going to try to do away with the physical keyboard. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and this it, is the first iteration of that. Right, right. And, and you, you're, you're going to have a screen and, and you know, a slide. And this way, right. Something. And so you think about like, okay, you have your QWERTY keyboard, but when you need to switch and say, okay, well, now I need to, I need to type this document in German. So it will change to a German keyboard, which is only slightly different, but it's important in the way it's different. But it's more important if you think about, okay, now I need to type this document in Greek or Arabic or Hebrew. Then it's not that you have an overlay you can put on your keys, but it's that what shows up on your keys is actually that keyboard, right? So I think they're moving towards something like that, which will be just fantastic, I think, when we get to that point. Yeah, but in, if you were using a, a Google Pixel book, it would just know that you're typing Greek or Arabic, and it would adjust it for you. <laughs> but the, but what's on the keys don't change. Right, right. It's like it's like their new uh, their the Google AirPods. You're able to communicate almost in real time, not necessarily, but close. Um, you hit the little button in it, and and you say like, hey, help me speak in French, and all of a sudden you can talk to someone who's speaking French at you, and you hear the French, and it tells you what to say back, or you can talk to them if they're wearing the Google earbuds or the Babblefish if you're in Hitchhiker's Guide, and and it it translates automatically. That's amazing. What well, you know? That's what I want from Apple. That's what I want from, yep. from Siri, and and that's what I mean. Like it, it feels like, um, you know, your your mother should know. Like this is the the iPhone that um, you know, let, let's all sit down and listen to a song that was a hit before your your mother was born. <laughs> to quote the Beatles. Yeah. Well, um, I don't think we have time to talk about the shortcomings of Siri. We're going to get anything God. else done on this show. Um, but one thing we do have we Fake do have news. time to talk about is um, <laughs> I teased a couple weeks ago some big news. And we yes. talked about it after the show about, you know, wonder what everybody thinks that is. And, you know, we got some got some ideas. Um, but I have a new view now for uh, recording this show. And, you know, thinking speaking of enjoying the, my walled garden experience with Apple and with Apple devices, um, I'm now looking back at. Um, I, we can call it a garden. It's, you know, in the U S we call it a yard, but you know, in a lot of places in Europe, they, you know, just call it a garden. Uh, it is walled or fenced as we might say. Um, so we are now, uh, proud homeowners and we will probably get a lot of pushback on that. People that think <laughs> that you shouldn't be doing something, you know, that crazy at this day and age. But, um, anyway, we can have that conversation if you want to. So anyway, um, so we're really excited. We got moved in. All the stuff is here. It's not all situated yet. I actually had to, I had to part the, 
the sea of boxes, as as it were, in the office here to actually get to the desk to set up to record tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, yeah. we, we're glad you made it. It, it. It's been a big week. It has been big week, and we didn't yeah. open with that, but it has been it has been a big week. Um, and so Sam's already planning a trip down here. We've got a little cottage yep. in the back, um, and so you know it would be it would be great if if we can just convince uh, Sam and and uh, his family to move down to Tallahassee, we could turn the cottage into a studio for thinking religion. Well, I mean, Florida's going to be underwater in like 15 years. Maybe Tallahassee will be an, <laughs> an island. True. But uh, yeah, no, we're, we're not moving down to Tallahassee. But I am very excited that, that you all have that. And that's that's awesome. It's been a long time coming. I'm, I'm very, very... It has uh, been. Yeah. I'm excited. And, and you're planting roots? And yeah. You guys are going to be Seminoles and Presbyterians. Things I would have never ascribed to either of you <laughs> when we ago. when we started this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, here you are. You're your Calvinistic uh, Indian. Let's, let's not go that far. Let's not go that far. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know, that's that's something. No, no, I'm, I'm glad. Well, I, 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 for for those not in the know, I, I lobby Thomas Hard to move back to Columbia, and. Uh, it didn't happen, but but I tried hard, and I hope that you will uh, you will support me in, in the coming reelection by going to Patreon.com/slash/ThinkingReligion <laughs> and helping to pay for Thomas's new mortgage because Thomas now has a mortgage to pay. Exactly. So if you're listening to the show, you sh- you should feel guilty because you're not you're not giving us money. We're making like a dollar uh, a show on this, and that and that's just not going to cut it. <laughs> that's definitely not going to cut it. So it, Thomas has like a, a, a what like eighteen hundred dollar mortgage. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. It's Florida. You know, like, there there, there are manatees and alligators and hurricanes. You've got to help Thomas pay his mortgage. Go to patreon.com slash thinkingreligion and help us help you think through the the, the big things. But congratulations, Thomas. That's that's really cool. I'm really excited for you guys. It's fun, yeah. So we'll, we'll maybe post a few things here and there. Uh, on the internets after things get a little bit more more set, but Thomas, Thomas will do a walkthrough of his of his new house. <laughs> It'll be MTV crib style. His bedroom. If you give us money on Patreon, that's only for the private Patreon. <laughs> that's weird. Um. All right. Well, that that's cool. I'm really excited. So now you have a new podcasting slash authoring studio. Do you have Do you have an office? Yes. Really yeah, like have an office uh, in the house. It was funny. Everybody that we you know, talked to about it, it's like, oh, I guess like the cottage is going to become like your library out there. I was like, oh no, like you know, we're going to set it up as like a cottage that people can come and stay in. Um, and so the office is in the is just in the house. Um, but yeah, so got an office here, and, and we're doing some. We're doing what everybody says you shouldn't do. We're doing a renovation. Um, we are. It only has one bathroom right now in the main house, so we're adding a bathroom onto that so that'll be they haven't started construction yet we've just been in um you know a week now just closed a week ago but um but so yeah so we're going to be under construction for about six or seven months so that'll be fun but yeah yeah so full office you know surrounded by bookcases that still need uh books on them they're still all boxed up but uh we'll get there eventually you know get a nice little studio set up in here yeah congratulations that's awesome 
Um, so we have two other things that we wanted to do on the show tonight. I don't know what order we want to do them in. Um, let's do the easy one first. Which one's the easy one? <laughs> I was trying, I was trying to, to yeah, you know, exactly. it's like the that. scene from you know the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, right? You take the ugly one. Which one's the ugly one? Some people will get that one. Is that the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No, it's not the newest one, but it's the the one with the vanilla ice. Yes, the one with the vanilla ice. Really? Yes. (laughs) I did see that in theater. (laughs) Which is a great. It's not. Don't don't say it's a great movie. It's a good movie. Let's say this: it's a good movie. It might not be a great movie, but as as far as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise goes, it's actually a pretty good. Yeah. I, I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I had all the all the toys. I had I had the the, the pizza van. Yes. I had the uh, I had the sewer system thing. I had Shredder. Um, the, the, there were parachutes. I had, I had the guys with parachutes. Um, yeah, I was a big fan. Big fan. Hold on, let me wait. Wait. What's the quote? What's the quote? Uh, I think it's um, you take the ugly one and said which one's the ugly one. I think that's the quote. Ugly one. See if I'm right. Yes, TMNT2, the donut scene. All right, that's in, that's going to be in the show notes. Okay, so which which turtle were you? Leonardo, Raf- it was Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo. Michelangelo, right. Wh- which one did you like? Um, I think I liked growing up. I think I was a fan of um, Leonardo. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, all my friends were Michelangelo fans. And I was like, how could you like Michelangelo? He's got nunchucks. Yeah. Do you remember... I mean, did you ever play the NES game? The Nintendo? Yes. Wasn't that a great game? Yes. It's yes. hard to tell. I mean, it was a terrible, like, difficult game. but <laughs> Right. And you, like, swam in the sewers and you had to... Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I haven't, I haven't seen the new <sighs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I don't know. I mean, I, I've heard good things about it, but I haven't seen the newest one. I haven't either. So. Yes. Wow. I, Probably I, because I don't have kids. <laughs> but you do have kids. So. I do. I do. And I, I would not think of, of showing them TMNT2, but I might now. But... Um, but have you shown them Moana? So what's funny is we don't have kids, but we have seen Moana. Like twice, I think. Moana? Uh, yeah, Moana so. is actually, it's really good. It holds up, I think. Is that the Hawaiian thing? Yeah. I don't know if they're actually Hawaiian, but yeah. Uh, they, Pacific they, Islanders, whatever. Yeah. Polynesian, the guy with the broken staff. Yeah, Maui. Little phallic symbol. Did you get that with the broken yep. staff? Yes. All right. So, I, I've got some like issues from a postmodern point of view. You know, with, with Moana. Okay. Um. It, little little colonialist, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a fun watch. But but you you do find people on the of course on the internet who push back. Well, how's like, it? I guess explain to me quickly why you think it's it, what about it is uh, colonialist. Um, I'm trying to remember the arguments. So it's mostly like postpartians who who have an argument with it, <laughs> but but a lot of people who who say that, um, you know, it, it's the cute girl who needs a guy to save her, and and then the uh, the shun lover, it, like it the 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 main bad island. I, I, this is a spoiler, so if you haven't seen Moana, just fast forward like 20 seconds. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. So, uh, you know, the main island right. thing at the end, uh, kind of a shun lover. It's a female, and and she's upset 
because of what happened. And uh, I, I can see that. But so know. I think I think on the gendered aspect, at least with Moana, I think the idea is consistently that she does not need the guy. I mean, so in the movie, she does like need his help, but she's also the one that's like, no, you're going to do this. I'm not a princess, like very kind of very adamantly um, kind of not fitting in the traditional Disney stereotype of uh, female characters. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I liked it for that. And I thought it was a great movie the first time I saw it. And then I saw those reviews on Twitter. and I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's true about the. the it's kind of like what happened to you um, when you when when you read a takedown of Dead Poets Society. And you're like, no, no it's, a brilliant, it's a brilliant movie. Don't tell me how bad it is. It's a brilliant movie. Carpe diem. Exactly. Oh, God, that's the word. Or, or the, okay, so I watched, <laughs> my girls were like, let's watch Peter Pan. I have a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old. And I was like, yeah, Peter Pan. The Robin Pan. Williams one? No, Peter Pan, the, the old, like, okay. 1960s, yeah. whatever one. So we loaded up, and we started watching it. And uh, I was like, holy shit. Like Shaniki, so I had to I had to stop it. I was like, we're we're gonna watch uh, Casey and recover because this is terrible. You know, like how does the red man? Yeah, right. Yeah, like oh god. Yeah, I think the Robin Williams one was Hook. That wasn't Peter Pan, right? Yeah, that was Hook. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, all right. At some point, we be careful with your kid stuff. Uh, you know, you you got Song of the South, Bear Rabbit. I mean, there's all sorts of things. My my parents used to love to read me uh, Little Black Sambo when I was a kid. Wow. Do you know that book? Um, no, but the the name is, seems telling. You, you didn't know that book? Yeah, there's there's a book called Little Little Black Sambo, and uh, yeah, that that was there because my name is Sam. Right. I'm not black. I, I I'm part Cherokee Indian, but not black. Anyway. Yeah, children's stories, man. They they carry a lot of weight. People don't get that. That that stuff sticks sticks around. Yeah. Curious George. It's a monkey, but you know, it's like Tom Shackelford. Did did you know that the man in the yellow hat's name is Tom Shackelford? I did not know that. I I like on the Curious George wiki. His name is is Tom Shackelford. Spoiler. Um, and and it's kind of colonial, little 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 colonialistic, you know. Like with with the right, guy, right. guy in the yellow hat, and he's uh, he's got this monkey, and he's civilizing the monkey to the white white person, not not to ruin it for everybody, but you know. Yeah, yeah. So Eddie Izzard has this great bit. I don't know if he like connects it to uh, to Curious George or not, but it's it's at the end of his um, I think Dress to Kill show, and it's about like learning French, but there's a great bit about. Uh, like a monkey and anything you should watch that if you haven't uh, seen that yeah, but well, i haven't seen that yeah oh, yeah no eddie is her his dress to kill show is one of my favorites I, i'm not huge into stand-up comedy but i am a big eddie is fan so um he's like a smart stand-up comic if that make, and you know i mean i guess there are a lot of smart stand-up comics but like he does he does this whole bit on history that he's telling you accurate history but it's also hilarious so um which is obviously what we do on the show Week in yes. and week out, we tell you accurate history. That's also hilarious. That's true. Um, speaking of which, I guess we should wrap up this Bible bracket challenge. Now uh, you want to do that? Let's do it. Let's do that. Um, so we're gonna do. We have the. We're in the final round. It has only taken us, I think, what three and a half years now to get here. Uh, I think it's um, like four and a half. Yeah. 
So we, we have the finals and we have the bronze match. I assume we need to do the bronze match first. Yeah. Is that what we're going to do? I and then we'll so. go to the final match. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've not thought about this until I sat down to record this show. So that's either good or bad. I can't tell yet. Um, I've had a few things going on with buying a house and moving. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I have, I have two gut reactions about them. I'm going to guess you know what they are. All right. So first in the bronze match, we have Revelation versus First Samuel. And then in the finals, much to my chagrin, thank you, David Ray Allen. We have Matthew versus Mark. Yeah, it is a horrible final. It's a horrible final. It's a really disappointing final. I mean, it, it, this, is like, so, this is like the, the ending of Seinfeld. Well, I didn't watch Seinfeld because I didn't think it was a good show. Ah! <laughs> All right, it, it's like the ending of uh, of a show that you love and, and you think it's going to go one way. And it, and it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's all your fault because you're, you're a New Testament person. And I was too nice. I, I should have lobbied hard for, for First Kings. You were too nice. And the seating, the seating hurt us. Uh, or, you know, yeah, I, that I, that I was think the AI. Cool. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, that's a big joke. Every, everyone thinks that we sat down and actually seated these things. We did not. We did not. We I think we did kind of act like we did early on. But... <laughs> right. yeah. And it came out. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, Nahum is number 10. That's great. Way to go, Nahum. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're pulling the curtain back a little bit for you so you can see how the sausage is, the metaphorical sausage is made. It's the best sausage, biggest sausage in the world. It's glorious. Um, did you know, by the way, that there are these things that you can put water in and like ten or, dirty water and 10 or 12 hours later you can drink it? <laughs> uh, did you see that this week? As... I, I, as an aside that's not well transitioned. Was that our, was that our president? Yes, that was uh, President Donald oh, Trump, okay. who learned, apparently for the first time in his life, what a water purification kit is. God. And was like, but would you drink it? Like, really? You put dirty water in it, and then you would drink it? And the lady's like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, really? So I, I carry around a life straw. Do you know what a life straw is? No. Oh, dude. They're, they're like 20 bucks on Amazon. You got to go get one. Especially you in Hurricane Land, uh, Life Straw like it, it's like a it's like a big plastic tube, but you put it in like pond water and you can drink water and you suck it up and it, it filters it, uh, you know, filters the while water. it's going through the straw. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and and, and then I also always because I'm a prepper, I always carry like ten packets of uh, water water purification tablets. Right. Because, you know, I mean, the shit might hit the fan when you're going to Lowe's or, or going to... <laughs> you just get up for daycare. Exactly. <laughs> hey, we, it's a crazy world. I'm, I'm not trying to run it. I'm just trying to live in it. Um, so, so, yeah, I carry Which all this stuff with me. Which brings us to the book of Revelation. Or, like, last night at, at 2 a.m., speaking of Revelation, I, I'm, the baby starts crying, and I get up, and I'm like, fine, I'll use the restroom first, and then I'll, I'll go, go put his pacifier back in or whatever. So I get up and and I um, stump stump my toe, if you will, not really stump. I hit my toe on right. the door jam, and and I look down and blood's everywhere. And my toe, my little toe, is like crooked, like to the left, and it hurts. And I was like, that's oh, that's 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 a bitch. <laughs> so I, I had to like re-break my toe and set it. Right. So I had a like like a pin cap thing that I used as a splint, and then a bandage banded it up or whatever and um wrapped it up and then i was going to go get him and he, he goes back to sleep 
Of course. Like, thanks, thanks, kid. <laughs> of course. Broke my toe. So the whole day, my toe's been throbbing. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, you, you got to be prepared. Always be prepared. So now, speaking of, we're, we're at Revelation. Always be prepared. Because you never know when the Lamb of God is going to break the seventh seal. Right. People get ready. Jesus is coming. Hey. Train's coming. Let's go to Jordan. Um... Okay, for me, I think it's obvious. Everybody's listened to the show for a while knows how I'm going to vote on this. I think Revelation beats up for Samuel. Do I have to give a score? Yes. I'll say 3-2. All right. We've talked about Revelation a lot. A lot. Yeah. We've talked about first, or you've talked about first Samuel a lot. I have. I really have. And it's it's still... It, it's a fantastic uh, collection of stories, and for that very reason. And if you haven't listened, you need to go to go back to the, I guess last week or, or the one John versus First Samuel, like two weeks ago. Right. I think that, yeah. that was good. That was, really was a, good. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with First Samuel, four to one, and that's gonna give First Samuel the bronze. So it will place. It will it will, it will make place. a it's on get the on the podium. Yeah. Yes, yes. Revelation's a great book. It, it it made it to the final four for a reason. Um sorry, David Ray Allen. <laughs> it it is my uh, privilege being exposed. But yeah, first Samuel, Ten Seed, I I, I think it's a, a fantastic uh, collection of stories. It's sad that it's not the only book from the Hebrew Bible that makes it into the final four. Um, should have been a lot more than that, but um, there we are. So then we have Matthew and Mark. So let's let's take two white guys who raised <laughs> up a Christian tradition, who both went to the same divinity school, who who've known each other for for what fifteen years, ten years, twelve years, something like that. And uh, let's have them rank every book in the Bible and come up with the two best books. And it's going to be like super basic gospel. <laughs> we are avocado toast, man. God. I, I wouldn't Mark, feel so bad if, it, if Matthew wasn't in the final two. Like yeah, for me, right. I can argue for Mark all day long. Obviously, I've been doing that pretty much the entire tournament. Mark to me holds up. Matthew's a great book. Don't get me wrong, but Matthew versus Mark is I'm yeah, I'm just really disappointed in how we let this final um, end up. And I know that I'm part of the problem. You are the problem. I'm glad you accept that now. <laughs> I actually have it for Matthew four one, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. And Matthew beat Romans like I, I would I would have guessed Mark versus Romans. Right. That would have been like, a better matchup, too. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it, it, this is like UNC versus Butler, right? Is it? I don't know. I mean, you know, Butler's a bunch of white kids. Yeah. And Matthew's kind of, you know, the white kids gospel. Yeah. Not not to be normative. Um, so anyway, for me, I mean, it's obvious I'm going to go with the OG gospel, and that's Mark. Yeah, same, of course. So, I don't know, 4-1. Matthew does some interesting things with how he steals and reworks Mark's material. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah. 
I, listen to I, listen to all the past episodes if you haven't already. We talked about redaction criticism and all those really smart things about what Matthew does with the material that he take that he gleans from Mark or however you want to talk about it. But um, yeah, it's got to be Mark. Mark came first, so I'm not disappointed that Mark wins this by any stretch. I'm not, of the I'm not either. I'm not either. I, I just um, I am I, disappointed wow. in. And and Matthew ended up ending up in the final and not something, you know, if if we had done this and we sat down and we said, what are let's let's write down the best what we think are the best four books in the Bible. And then we'll go through, you know, a mini bracket with those four double elimination or something like that. Um, Mark probably would have been in it. Revelation probably would have been in it. First Samuel likely would have been. But Matthew would not have been in that. Mm hmm. Right, so three out of the four I don't think are bad making it to the final, but I do think we would have had Genesis or Exodus probably, but I couldn't put them through Mark, right? I couldn't put Genesis through Mark. Um, so, and then we had Exodus and Genesis go up against each other. So how do you, you know, you can't do anything there. Somebody's yeah, got Yeah, that, that wasn't fair. So looking at it, the uh, it says the supreme champion is Mark. The worthy adversary is Matthew. Maybe next time it's for Samuel. Fourth place is Revelation. Fifth place tie, John, Romans, Genesis, and Job. Which, Job? Really? Like, Job? We, we gave Job a lot of love. You know, with, Job, so it's Job, probably... Job made it far. Job yeah. made it pretty far. Um, yeah, made yeah. it up, you know, made it up to round five, uh, which uh, would have been, what, the Elite Eight? Made it to the Elite Eight. Yeah, and and then the, the next round was Exodus, which had made it further. Yeah. It would sound like it. Exodus, Ezra, Esther, James, Judges, Daniel, Hosea, and Gospel of Thomas. And I know a lot of people wanted to see the Gospel of Thomas advance, but the person that won is Professor McMakin. Oh, McBacon. I'm I'm not really I'm not surprised by that. Um, I I think he probably um, he voted knowing um, how the bracket was going to play out, right? Knowing the criteria quote-unquote, by which we were judging it. Yeah. As opposed to just voting on his own, you know, kind of conscience. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Dr. Walters. Yeah. Um, what well, good showing. Oh, yeah. In second. Al- almost only two two picks behind. And then Trevor, or Mr. Trevor Simmons. Um, in third place, coming in close, 53. He actually had more picks, but he had them all in the early rounds. Right. Which, you know, can happen. Um, then David Ray Allen. Wait, wait is, that, is that fair? And then Sheldon Steele. Oh, uh, Steen. Steen, yeah. <laughs> Steele. Um, <laughs> Sheldon... Got that dossier on the mind, huh? <laughs> I'm reading Twitter. Sheldon Steele. That's a great name. That should be your, your show name. And then uh, I think it's funny. Uh, Dale, who's a good friend who goes to our church, actually beat Mariana, even though Mariana participated in all 93 matches dale just did 10 (laughs) (laughs) mariana lost to dale um because mariana picked first peter but dale picked matthew to win right boom there you go dale and and dale actually does support the show so thank you and nobody uh, so it's kind of surprising nobody um picked mark two people had mark in uh the final four no, no, no. Right. Only one person. Marion had Secret Gospel of Mark in the final four, right? Um, right. So, wow, that, that's kind of surprising. 
Yeah, well, oh, yeah. three people. Okay, okay, McBacon, and then and then uh, D Ray, who who David Ray, who did a bracket early before we kind of pulled him onto the show. Yeah, yeah, um, just yeah, yeah. He, he didn't influence, right? Um, yeah, he he did put Mark. That's right. Um, yeah, and then Dale had Matthew uh, winning, which I guess put her up. So Sheldon had Daniel, which uh, honestly I thought Daniel could have won. Could have gone farther for sure. It's a great book. Uh, David Ray, uh, Gospel Thomas, mm, it's good, but not, not uh, you know. Judith? Trevor, really? Trevor, tell us what Yeah, but it's stories is. about women, right? You see what he did there, right? So, so his ah, final no. four was Judith, Susanna, Judges, and Genesis, which makes sense, right? A lot of great stories about women. Now, that's, that's what we talked about in every single one of those books. Yeah. That's true. Uh... And Professor Walters had Romans winning, and I, I like his final four: Romans, Psalms, Revelation, Judith. That's that's, that's a, strong and well rounded. <laughs> Judith, really though, <laughs> but that that's a that's a heck of a final four. I like that. And then uh, McBacon had Esther, Mark, First John, and John. Clearly, uh, a Bardian. First John and John, come on, man! The Epistle, and, and the First my, Epistle, my and the Fourth Gospel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, wow. Well, it, it feels like uh, my 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 kid is lamenting that lamentation is lost in the first round to First yeah. John. Feels like a, a, a an era of the show has passed. The end of the era. I know this. So, um, yeah. But I'm honestly proud of our commitment to this Bible bracket because I think we were gung ho at the beginning. And then pretty quickly, what like week two, we realized we might have gotten over our head. (laughs) But we stuck with it, and our listeners have stuck with it. And honestly, um, it hasn't killed our numbers, which is surprising. In fact, I think they've gone up a little bit. Surprisingly, people like to hear a religion show talk about like religion. It's kind of surprising to us. Um, So anyway, yeah. So this is, I mean, this has been a lot of fun, and it's given us a chance to really uh, kind of talk about a lot of things. Um, that otherwise we you know probably wouldn't have talked about here on the show. So um, yeah, I mean, so maybe, thanks for everybody you know, that participated. Um, thanks for Luke Twitter. Um, you know, still being <laughs> mad at us. Hashtag. Maybe we need to do. You know, we we should do more of that and like, not. I'm sorry about my kid. It's been a rough day. Um, you know, like do thanks more. Thanks for of that gonna do we're, a bracket with yeah. Sam's children. <laughs> where we you know really kind of dive in and and like pick out like a, a theme and go at yeah so what i'd like to hear from uh from our listeners you know send us an email get a, get at us on twitter or or uh you know signal or an iMessage, which if you do that you can't get to sam anymore um and let us know if there are themes you want us to take up for a show or for you know an extended period of time or over a few shows uh we're definitely always interested in hearing that sometimes we take those ideas sometimes you don't you've listened to the show long enough you know that um but, yeah, I mean, it is kind of fun to do something that, that is sustained and that people can get into. So we appreciate everybody that's uh, that obviously filled out brackets, those of you that did, and everybody that uh, got in, t- you know, in touch with us every week after each show. Like, are you serious? Like, how could you make that pick? Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah the, so it's been, it's, been a, it's been a fun ride uh, for sure. And, and we're going to catch up on all the Q&A stuff. We get a lot of questions in the hopper yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that we've received on Twitter, especially Thomas at Thomas Whitley. Um, me and Sam Harrelson, you know, I'll let Thomas do his ending thing, not to step on him, but, um, we've gotten a lot of questions there. So if you have questions, 
please feel free to, to send those in. That, that That's a really cool part of the show is that I, I enjoy, you know, getting those things uh, on a daily basis almost now where people are, are sending us, you know, questions or, or saying like, hey, what, you know, what, what do you guys, what do you guys think about this? Um, you know, I appreciate your worldview. So um, please continue to do that. And we're going to get back to being able to answer some of that now. Yeah, you know what's um, kind of tough now is we have to go back to what are we going to do on the show? You know, what are we going to talk about this week? I don't know. What are you going to talk about? I don't know. Um, yeah, I know. It, it's it's always been so tough over the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just at a loss for things to discuss on the show. But the um, next episode is 125. I mean, that's that's big. Right. So, so go, to, go to patreon.com slash uh, thinking religion. Give us twelve dollars and fifty cents. Celebrate one twenty-five. I'm, I'm just. I'm You're killing it tonight, man. You were yeah. you were doing these you're doing these reads like it's nobody's business, and they're not even reads. It's almost like they're, you're a professional. I'm I'm just you know I'm like Joel. I'm I'm just predicting the apocalypse here. Who lost to Susanna? The spirit of prophecy has descended upon your sons and daughters. How did Joel lose to Susanna? Well, Susanna's a badass book. It's got so, it's such good social commentary for this moment for for a president that has uh, you know admitted on tape to sexually assaulting women. Susanna, it is it is ripe for such a time as this. <laughs> Do you think that uh, that Twitter should ban Donald Trump? You know that's a good question. Um, I do think there are ways in which. Uh, uh, technically that he does actually violate Twitter terms of service. Um, and if they were, if they actually cared about that, they would have done something about it. I don't think Twitter does. I mean, we obviously had this little fiasco a couple weeks ago with um, my wife's account, having an impersonating account. And when she first reported it, Twitter was like, Oh, this doesn't fit the guidelines for impersonation. And we were like, have you read your guidelines for impersonation? Do you need, you know, a humanities scholar or just the person who actually ever took a English class to explain your guidelines to you? Uh, and they came around and made the right decision ultimately. But uh, Twitter has an abuse problem, and Donald Trump is part of that. So, so do you think Twitter should ban Donald Trump? Yes. I like it. If you disagree, or if you agree, let us know on Twitter, just where all of our best content is. Um, you can find me <laughs> at Thomas Whitley. You can find Sam at Sam Harrelson. You can always find this great podcast at Thinking Dutch. <laughs>